It's time for Speaking of Speaking, quick tips and tools to take you from stage fright to spotlight. This podcast gives you an inside look from the world of public speaking and speaking secrets you need to be bold from the stage, no matter what business you're in. The host of Speaking of Speaking, Carl Richards. Thank you, Matt. Welcome to another edition of the Speaking of Speaking podcast. As I mentioned in previous episodes, I've had the privilege to be featured in a publication called Voices, more than a publication. It's a full-fledged book, and one of my co-authors is joining me today, and she's been on a previous episode. We had a great discussion then. We're going to talk about her chapter and her journey in a little bit more detail. Heather DeSanto, as a transformation catalyst, Heather helps initiate change for anyone feeling stuck and needs help to bridge their resistance gaps so they feel motivated to take action. She delivers out-of-the-box experiences that facilitate growth, perspective, and fun through DISH events, dynamically integrated self-healing events for professionals, organizations, and individuals. And we're glad she's here today talking about her chapter in Voices, and it's funny because we were just chatting just before we started the interview today. Offline, we were talking about what we're going to talk about today, and there was something Heather said that really jumped out at me, and seeing as it's about her journey, we're calling this episode Speaking of the Journey, because when we're speakers, when we're presenters, whether it be online, whether it be in front of a live audience, we should be sharing a part of our journey. And as a matter of fact, speakers use books all the time to speak from experience, to talk about the journey, to connect with the audience. And that's one of the things that, Heather, I thought we should talk about today is your connection and how you're connecting and how you have connected since being in Voices. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Carl. It's nice to be back. I was going to say, or shall I say, welcome back to the podcast. I <laughs> would talk is... all day long, so I, you can have me as many times as you like. Well, don't say that because whenever there's an opening, you might be getting a phone call. <laughs> it's kind of like, what is it? And I'm maybe dating myself, but whenever Johnny Carson was sick, he would always call in, not Tony Orlando, Tony Randall to fill in or somebody like that to fill in as host, or there was always that you knew that it's like, okay, he's sick. Who can we call? So, oh my goodness, we had an interview cancel. Who can we call? But you're actually here on your own accord. And I'm so glad you're here. And, you know, to be on that journey with you through voices was phenomenal. And here's the thing. We came together. We've known each other for over a year. So this podcast is being recorded the end of November, 2021. I met Heather a year prior, right in the middle of COVID through a networking group called Selling on the Spot Marketplace. But we never actually met until a year, pretty much to the day, a year later. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? It is pretty much. It was pretty much to the day. Yeah. And it was so nice to be able to meet you in person after all the stuff we went through, but just to be able to be in your physical presence was very nice. And then, of course, we're both there for the same reason, right? We're picking up our books and we're with Carol Starr, who was also recently on the podcast, to pick up our books and talk about the book launch. And now we're here and we both are holding copies, unless you sold all yours. We're still holding copies of Voices, which, by the way, is a fantastic book. And if Heather ever runs out, I have copies. (laughs) But let's talk about the journey, because your journey into Voices was... Well, actually, you were in Voices before I was, but the journey to get into Voices, what was the catalyst that set it in motion? 
I love telling this story. So thank you for asking. So I'm a part of a international group called, and I use tools called points of view in my business, which I think we talked about the last time I was on your podcast. Yeah. And so in a training in 2019, after the end of the training and at the end of that two day experience, you have to stand up and have this declaration of sorts of what your intentions are, what you've learned through the process and whatnot. And so, yes, you have to make this proclamation. And so at the time, I had many things written down, but I had my thing was I stood up and I said, I need to find a way to use my voice. And that's what I said. And we do all the rah-rah, the whole thing. And then it just kind of, it's, if you believe in manifestation, you're putting it out into the world and waiting to see what happens. And so then interestingly, the pandemic came along and I had to shut down my business. So my vehicle to use my voice from a business perspective was closed down. So uh, yes, you go online and you do all the things on social media and you communicate as best as you can. But, and through social media, Carol one day put on, and I don't even remember if it was the actual cover that is now the cover of the book, or if it was just a post that she had put to say her 11th compilation was going to be called Voices. It just dawned on me. And I remembered that moment. I'm like, that's what I need to do. And so I called her, I know, actually, I think I WhatsApped her or whatever that particular day. And I said, we need to talk because I saw your post and I see what's happening and we need to talk. So that was the catalyst really for the start. So I initiated the conversation with Carol by virtue of that moment, almost a year, well, maybe a little less prior to that. And so I had an inkling that it was meant to be for me, but then of course, as soon as yes, it was an inkling, but then all the fear steps in. And so I'll stop there now, as far as the journey goes there, but yeah, (laughs) I was all excited and I was like, yeah, I'm in. But then I was like, Oh, hold on a second. What does that really mean to use my voice and to put it into print? And what does that look like for me as I move forward? I think that's a very interesting perspective because I believe it's one of the things a lot of speakers wrestle with. I think we're all good at presenting what we know, so our knowledge, our, you know, what has us in business, so to speak. But when we have to use our voice to express ourselves in a different way, and in the case of voices, this is not a business book, just for anyone listening to this episode, this is not a business book. This is a compilation of personal stories, journeys, trauma, heartache, whatever it is, it's in this book, right? So what you read here is not about, oh, here's how I become a better business person. You might connect with somebody that knows how to do that, but the stories in here are deeply personal. So for the authors, they had to, like you said, almost in a way, and I did this, and I'm assuming you did too, with your story, step into that place. Oh, what, what if I, mm, how much do I, mm, should I open that? Should I say this? Should I, mm, I don't know if I want to, mm, but that's the fear setting in. So let's talk about the journey through putting your chapter together. How was that? That was a very long journey. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I'm not really a writer. No, I say that in jest, really, because I'm quite proud of the final product. But from the very first conversation with Carol about what I had thought was going to be my story and what I wanted to share, 
very much after, I hazard to say there were seven iterations of my story. It took on a life of its own. And actually, the story itself transpired as I was writing it, which is also really, I find very neat because it it goes into the journey that I had with the passing of my dad and my Nana passing years prior. And I really truly believe that the story that is now in print was gifted to me from above. And I don't know that I knew what was going to happen when I first, again, said that I was going to use my voice. It's all around self-worth and what that looks like for me. And really from it, it's a beautiful story, but talking about self-worth from the way I felt about myself growing up, the things that I still struggle with today, even though I've overcome a lot of my self-worth challenges and the limiting beliefs and all of those kind of things. So it was quite a journey. And Carol, I would say, certainly held my hand through it, didn't put words in my mouth. So it's not a case where she was rewriting to get what she wanted out of me. Right. If you know what I mean, it yep. was more of, I understand what you're trying to say, but I'm very much a, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and this, rather than giving a very broad idea of what the story is, and then getting, like I said, it was gifted to me as I was in the writing process that ended up finalizing the story. And I remember the day very clearly when I sent what is now the final, or well, pretty much the final chapter. She's like, yes, finally, it's come out of you. Carol, certainly. I'm sure you'll agree, has a way of pulling that out of people because she did the same thing with me. I mean, my submission was, I don't know, we were allowed 3000 or 3,500 words. I can't remember. But anyways, I submitted my 2000 or whatever. She says, you know, you have more words. I'm like, no, no, that's fine. She's like, no, no, no. That's not the full story. I'm like, well, yes, it is. No, it's not. (laughs) And she didn't say it like that. But she certainly, once I went back and once we had a discussion and she realized, and it's not the way that she wanted it. And she indicated that numerous times. And I'm sure she did with you too, even into seven iterations that she said, this is not what I want you to say. This is what I feel. And you should be feeling about what or how you can express yourself. How hard was that for you to really look at that? And say, ah, this is version four. (laughs) It's got to be right by now. How hard was that to keep having it come back to you and say, oh, mm -mm -mm, it's not quite right. How how challenging was that? Because again, we're talking about your story, your emotions, your how you remember things. How challenging was that for you? How hard was that? I would say at about iteration, you said four, I would say five. I was pretty done by that point because I'm like, this is my story. So I don't understand how to make it better. And so it did get a bit frustrating. That being said, I knew there was an end goal and I knew I was going to get to it. And so interestingly, the thing that flipped the needle for me was when she said, you know, you can break your story up into titles, right? And I was like, well, what do you mean? Because again, I was saying it was very sequential. The way I was writing, it was this happened, then this, then this. And once she said, you know, you can title it and take them through a journey by those titles, everything will come together. And I would say if I'd have to go back to double check, but I think iteration six was when I introduced the titles 
And then it very much flowed from there. And like I said, the universe provided what I need in order to finish it off. But there were certainly some ebbs and flows. And there were times when I was like, I'm never going to get there, never going to get there. And then ultimately, again, if you're working with somebody like Carol, she Mm -hmm. gets you there. She knows she can get you there. Sometimes it takes a little longer for some people. I think that's the big thing too. And this is part of any speaker's journey, but you really, you figured out that I'm not a writer. You are. It's just, it's not your strong point. It's not my strong point either. I'm a speaker. That's what I do. Your strong point is clearly something else, but it's bringing that message as strongly as we know it to the surface and being able to do that. And sometimes we need another person. It's like a coach, right? We need a coach to pull it out of us because if we could coach ourselves, well, there would be no coaching industry, but we'd all be perfect and we wouldn't need anything, but we always need something and being able to identify and say, yep, this is the one, or this is not the one, or even those points of frustration. And I've had that with clients where they say, I don't understand why that talk isn't good enough, or that title is not good enough. And I'll say, because it's not that it's not good enough, because it is good enough, but good enough sometimes isn't good enough. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it can be better. And I didn't know you could break your chapter into titles. I don't think I did. As a matter of fact, I know I didn't, but I'm seeing all these other people that have broken their chapter into titles. I'm like, huh, I guess I didn't have to. Well, it's interesting when you think about that, because yes, you're right. Others did. And now that we're talking about it, I'm like, I wonder if that's what happened to the other people. Like, so everybody that has the titles, were they having a hard time getting it put together? So was that the easier way? Like, is that her magic Mm -hmm. trick? to really help people. Like, I think your story just flowed so well because it's your journey and it was your story and very informative as well. I'm going to say, I learned a lot through it where yours was, yes, it was your journey, but you shared information about the consequences for lack of better word of your journey versus me telling a part of my story. That's why I think for the most part books, are probably divided into chapters is because there's typically a theme that goes with that chapter, or there's a, here's this part of the journey. Oh, we're shifting gears because we're talking about something else, whether it be a fantasy book or a do it yourself book or a, something that's faith-based or inspirational. It's still generally broken up into chapters. So it's easier for the reader, but then also probably easier for the writer to segment it. And I'm not trying to get into the analogy of book writing here. I'm just, you know, based on experience, having written talks that can go on for an hour, even they have to be segmented into three parts. They don't necessarily have to be titled, but they need to be segmented and you need to have a clear distinction of this segment versus another segment. With writing, it's not always clear. So the titles make sense, especially if it's a good place to clean break, New title, same journey, just a different road. How does it feel now that it's published, that your work is out there? It feels pretty good. I'm not going to lie. The night that we met in person and we held those copies in our hands, it was a bit surreal to see Mm -hmm. my name on a piece of print. I feel really good about it. It's been an interesting journey as far as who's been reading it and the good feedback. It's a huge accomplishment, I think. For me, 
like I said, making that proclamation two or so years ago to now having something that is a tangible piece of that part of my journey. And I think I've honored the people in my life that are part of the story as well through writing it. And I think it's pretty special. And it's, again, it's something that I never would have dreamed that I would have done. And so to have it now and to be able to share it is amazing, coupled with what I shared with you earlier. For my story anyways, as I shared about it's a self-worth journey, the limiting beliefs, all the things like that. Now that it's out in print and people can access it, I also have this new sense of empowerment, excitement, Mm -hmm. responsibility to move forward, honoring what I put in print for others and to let them know that they're not alone and things like that, which I think is also pretty nice legacy of sorts for myself and for anybody like my kids and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Phenomenal. Here's a question though. Would you do it again? So interestingly, not in the near future, I don't think. I don't have anything burning to tell another story of, but I'll never say never to anything. I was in something yesterday and we were talking about the book, The Year of Yes, that Shonda Rhimes book. And I'm like, I'm not necessarily embarking in 2022 on The Year of Yes, but I will say that I will never say never. I just think is one of those things that we should all go forward with. Absolutely. I totally agree. This is the third compilation I'm in. I'm in the next compilation with Carol, which is Grit, which is looking forward to it. Sorry you're not in it. I thought that would have been very cool to be doing it once again. I still might have to sneak you into the release party, though, because that was a good spread of food, which if you're listening to this and you're wondering how to put on a book launch, pre-launch party, just get a hold of Carol Starr. Her information is in a previous episode. She'll give you tips and pointers as to to make it happen. Anything you wish you would have said in the chapter that you're going, hmm, gosh, I wish I'd said that. Or I alluded to it earlier, not that I would have put in, I think I would have rejigged my words a little bit. And I say that with an abundance of love for the people that have read it and have given me their feedback on it. As I think I said earlier, it's all about stories are your perspective, right? It's your, the way you lived your journey, the, what you feel compelled to share. But on the flip side of it, I don't know that I necessarily put myself in the shoes of others that were part of the story that would have read it differently and how it impacted them after reading it. So it's still my story. I still believe what I wrote, but would I have maybe changed the verbiage around some things in the story? I'll just say maybe because it can happen, but definitely nothing I missed because I'm very proud of what it was, but a little bit maybe of tweaking the words in a couple of sections, maybe. Well, everything needs tweaking here and there. So (laughs) there's nothing wrong with that. I want to say, Heather, congratulations once again on your chapter. I have read it. It's a phenomenal story. I'm glad you shared with us today. Is there anything else you'd like to share before I let you go? I just want to say thank you. It's always a pleasure to talk with you, whether in person or on here. I would just say to anybody listening, if you have a story that you feel is a part of you that you feel compelled to share, doesn't necessarily need to be in a compilation like Carl and I have done, but really think about what that looks like for you, because it's a neat process to go through. Again, whether you do it through somebody like we did or another person, it is really neat to have your story out. And it is something that you can like a legacy for yourself. And so to consider it doesn't mean you have to do it, but considering it is uh, your part way there. Well said. And I think that's a great place to end things today. Heather, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. 
Thank you so much, Carl. And remember, get out there and own the platform. Thanks for listening to the Speaking of Speaking podcast. Fired up about something you heard today? Want to learn more? Be sure to visit carlspeaks.ca. And don't forget to follow Carl on Twitter at carlrichard72 or join the Facebook group Speaking of Speaking 